You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. Welcome to the Rusted Nail. (laughs) Speakeasy, a little speakeasy out in the backwoods of Franklin County, Indiana, where we secretly, ceremoniously record this podcast. I'm Alan Stanger. And I'm Dwayne Bischoff. We are the 15th side. Jeff Montag. Mike Gardner. And we are the 24 side. side. The better side. Absolutely. Hey, I was being nice and wasn't. I was just being normal. You weren't gloating as usual. As usual. As usual. (laughs) He wasn't gloating as. Now, you got to understand where a comma comes in here. (laughs) You weren't gloating as usual, or you weren't gloating as As usual. There's two different ways to go. That's with true. That. I think it would be I can the edit former. It either way. Yeah, it's going to sound like the way Alan wants it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I don't edit as much as I used to because I don't have as much time. Uh, and we have table twelve over there. How are you guys doing? Wow, they're rowdy. Holy right. cow, they're it's, on it tonight. It's take two. Woo! Goodness gracious. So, what you guys got in your glasses tonight? I'm still blacking. I've that's I had a little the other night, and I've just. Got a hankering for it now. Yellowstone single malt. Single malt. I'm drinking Rebel cast strength. Oh, and I'm I'm uh, working on some Wicked Dolphin. Uh, Little rum. Six year old uh, aged in bourbon barrel rum. So pretty good. That pretty was tasty. good stuff. Yeah. The only problem is we can't get it at base. Yeah, I need to quit code, drinking it because I can't get no more of it here. Well, you're going to have to get some, mm-hmm. get on take some shipping. trip to Florida and back. Road trip. When are you driving back down to Florida, Montana? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get that hitch we'll on see. there and really load up. Yeah, we'll get you a trailer hooked up and really get to figure out a load. Oh, goodness. So, um, Jeff, it's in a. Uh, we talked about. FedEx a couple podcasts ago again leaving stuff where not supposed to be or Amazon. Jeff sent a pretty cool thing. Uh, it was a UPS driver delivering to somebody's house deliver packages a lot like this house delivering packages to their cover porch. As he was leaving, he saw on their side porch their Amazon and packages. it was raining and it's raining. Pouring and it's raining. Down oh, rain. good rain. He saw Amazon packages that were on the side porch that wasn't covered. He went over, grabbed all those packages, yeah. put them on the covered porch. So kudos to UPS. So it's amazing, though, because I haven't measured, but there's at least 70 feet of covered porch on this house. <laughs> a 70, lot. 70 feet long of there's covered a bunch porch. Of porch. Covered porch. And, and it's it, noticeable. It's not like you hit it. Yeah. And then there's one deck that's not covered. <laughs> and it's with got a, a sign. Cha- with a sign that says, don't deliver here. And, and a chain link fence around it. chain link around fence around it. <laughs> oh, goodness. So as some of our listeners have heard in the past, uh, I had trouble, and, and the nation has trouble getting um, some diet, some medicine that was formulated in, in for diabetes, for type two diabetes. Uh, one of the side effects of that medicine was, uh, and is that it 
can create weight loss. So what's happened is doctors, of course, for the rich people are prescribing that as weight loss. Insurance doesn't cover it. They pay full price for it. What it's done is create a shortage of it for the people like me that need it for their diabetes. Right. Um, I went seven weeks without it this last time, which was crazy. Um, and, and talking to my doctor, he goes, it's just not the, and we, I think we talked about this earlier, it's just not the medicine itself, the main drug. It's also the injector pens because all that was outsourced overseas, and now they can't get enough of those in the country at the same time. So here's where this is all going in this episode. Uh-oh. Drug overdose calls. Poison control centers across the U.S. say they are seeing a steep increase in calls related to semaglutide, an injection medication used for diabetes and weight loss. Some people reporting symptoms related to accidental overdoses. So that's the drug that's in Trulicity, Ozempic, all of those. Uh, some have even needed to be hop- hospitalized for severe nausea, vomiting, and stomach stomach pain. But their cases seem to have been resolved after they were given intravenous fluids and medications to control the nausea. From January through November, the American Poison Center reported nearly 3,000 calls involving semaglutide, an increase of more than 15-fold since 2019. In 94% of the calls, this medication was the only substance reported. In most of the calls... People reported dosing errors. Now, here's the deal. These come in pre-dosed pens. There isn't. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. In all cases, it's pre-dosed and, pens. And in your case, it's, what is it, once a week? Once a it's week. It's a once-a-week injection. Yeah. Pre-dosed pen. Yep. So, oftentimes, it's a person who may accidentally took a double dose or took the wrong dose. Accidentally. Accidentally. Semaglutide was approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in 2017. It is sold as Ozempic, uh, Wegovy, Trulicity. There's a list of things. Even when used as directed by a doctor, people can have stomach or bowel side effects, including nausea, vomiting, constipation. Um, after celebrities began embracing Ozempic on social media in 2022 as a way to lose weight, de- demand overwhelmed the supply. It went into shortage in the FDA's database in March of 22, which opened the door for certain qualified pharmacies to make compounded versions. The compounded versions of semaglutide are often different from the patented drug. Many contain semaglutide salts called semaglutide sodium and semaglutide acetate. FDA says the salt forms of the drug have not been tested and approved to be safe and effective way the patented form of the medication has. Thus, they don't qualify for the compounding exemption in the law for drugs in shortage. In other cases, the compounded versions are sold in an unapproved dosage. Um, so it goes on and on to talk about this. Um, in one of the calls, a 37-year-old woman who accidentally gave herself one milliliter instead of point one milliliter, 10 times the recommended dosage as our first dose for weight loss. <clears throat> a 50-year-old man accidentally gave himself 50 units instead of five units as his first dose. Oh, geez. Accidentally. Accidentally. But see, so if you're going to lose weight, if taking a little bit works, taking a whole lot probably going to work quicker, right? 
Isn't that how you take medicine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. You know? Crazy. Well, the biggest problem is here. Here we have, and I'll tell you that um, the drug, Trulicity, uh, the drug maker, uh, said they, they expect shortages of that drug all through 2024. It's crazy. Right. And the, <clears throat> and the biggest problem is, is people who medically need it, like you, are struggling to get it when you need it because exactly. of these shortages. So... That sounds, you know, that was bad enough. So we just talk about people getting the drugs, and I'd say 100% of them are people using it for weight loss that are OD and they don't know what they're doing. People who have diabetes, they're they're pretty stringent about what I'm, they're doing. I'm, I was joking, but I wasn't joking. I'll guarantee you, those people thought, well, if I take five, I'll get lose weight faster. I'll lose faster if I take ten or whatever. That's because that's the American way. Give me whatever. Sorry. So here we go. Just remember what we just talked about. Eli Lilly launched his website. Pharmaceutical giant Eli Lilly launched a direct-to-consumer website yesterday, allowing its customers to receive 30 third-party prescriptions for its drugs, including its newly approved weight loss injectables, Zip Pound, similar to Wigovi, Ozempic, Trulicity, uh, users can be connected to a telehealth service via the site to quickly receive prescriptions before placing an order. Roughly 70% of Americans are obese or overweight. Uh, the market's next steps are using a GLP-1 agonist like ZepBound, which mimic a gut hormone, stifling hunger, blah, blah, blah. High demand for the treatments has strained supply chains and upended industries, prompting pivots from weight loss like Weight Watchers and for forcing food manufacturers to anticipate genera generational changes in eating habits. Pharmaceutical companies Pfizer and Amgen are expected to seek approval for their own versions this year. The market is expected to grow to $100 billion by 2035. The main part of this I want to go to is you can get it directly from Eli Lilly now. Yeah, you don't even just phone call away. Even though there's shortages. Even though there's shortages. How the hell does that work? Because they're selling it at full price. That's yep. why. It is exactly what's That's exactly what it is. It's all money. So you already have people overdosing on it. Now you're going to have people getting it from a website, not from a pharmacist who can help you on your dosages. Well, and you may not really be, this may be going to someone that's really not overweight, that really doesn't need it, but thinks they are. So they'll take it for that reason. Plus, there are, I mean, there are real other side effects and other potential uh, harms that can happen from, from any medication. But this is, you know, just another one. And, it, and the thing with the weight loss is it's not, it's not fixing – it's making you eat less, which will help with your weight loss. But it's not – you're still not changing your habits. So if you're still eating the same crap, you're still not healthier. You may be less, but you're still not any healthier. So – I, I, I just know. can't get over it. One article talks about all these people ODing because of bad doses. Now you can buy it straight from the website. It's, it's all money. Yeah. I guarantee I'm not going to be able to buy what I want from a website because mine's prescribed for diabetes. Yeah. It's just, just. They'll probably figure out a way to water it down with something other than what you need. There's probably some. Well, that's what they're doing with the salts and uh, 
So it's just they're putting something else in it to take the stuff that you need out, but still have that part of it in. I mean, who knows? But it, it all comes down to you know, like they always say, follow the money, and you'll yep. you'll see where it's going. Yep. Crazy, crazy. Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana, and Tebby Liquor in Brookville, Indiana. One of our favorite sponsors right here across the line, 1524. And it doesn't matter whether you're looking for a great bourbon, a blended whiskey, maybe a, a rye or a scotch, or maybe you're into wine, or maybe vodkas or tequilas. It just doesn't matter. You know why? Because they're all available at Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana. And Brookville, Indiana has Tebby Liquor. Now, if you're looking for something special, something unique, try their barrel picks. They have barrel picks that they've hand-selected from different distilleries on sale at both Batesville Liquor Co. and Tebby Liquors. That's right. They're unicorns. You will never get that same taste of a barrel anyplace. Those are hand-selected barrels just for you. Once again, if you want a beer, if you want a wine cooler, yeah, they still make wine coolers. They've got it all at Batesville Liquor Co. located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, or Tebby Liquors. Tebby Liquors, right here in Brookville, Indiana. And tell them to cross the line, 1524 Crew sends you. Gilman's Home Centers, with 14 locations, and they're growing. You know, we're in the heat of the winter. That's an oxymoron right there, but if you need ice melt, you need snow shovels, any item to take care of your winter needs, Gilman's have them. Do you have a wood pellet stove? Well, Gilman's has the best wood pellets on the market. They're Somerset wood pellets. They're hardwood pellets made in Somerset, Kentucky. It gets no better. I personally use them and vouch for them. Gilman's Home Centers, your one-stop shop for any of your home improvement needs. Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country and probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. All right, we're back. We're across the line, 1524. And you know what? I guess my better judgment, Dwayne's got a topic. (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding, Dwayne. It's just something. This is something you'll – I don't know if you've heard it this week. Um, There's a local family here we all know. We went to school with one of them. Um, But this young kid posted an innocent – Oh, yeah, I know where we're going. I know where we're going. I'm surprised you didn't have it. I did, and I forgot about it. I thought about it today, but this young kid, he's graduating from Lawrenceburg High School, and he put an innocent post on Facebook. It said, I'll be taking a visit to West Virginia on January 14th. Excited for the great opportunity. So, 
His la- <laughs> I'm going to say his name, and we all know it, and it's and and we'll go into it a little deeper. But my my point and my thought was, this is the problem when you give words power. When you empower a word, you screw up the world. So this kid's name is Noah Kaniga. We've went to school him. I mean, around here, it's normal. Nobody thinks we, not We none. grew up with the Kaniga family, right? And they're. they're I don't know of a bad one around. I mean, they're all good people. Good They've, people. Good businessmen in the area. Yeah. This kid's name is spelled N-O-A-H-K-N-I-G-G-A. So we, is, we know it's pronounced Kaniga. Right. We know that. But this that was his post. Well, this went viral. And I just got on Facebook tonight. I did it on my PC. It was a little different. But while here, I posted that. I did that to see. So these are some of the comments. And this is a... Baja Cadaver Blast. So just to clarify, so it's K-N-I-G-G-A, yes. and it's pronounced Kaniga. Kaniga. So usually with a K and an with N, a, yeah. it's used, a lot of times is usually it's silent. silent. A lot of times but it's like, silent. Like a knife. It's Like a knife. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's Kaniga. So Noah Kaniga. So there's some funny posts about this, and then there's some, some that are just kind of sad, and I won't get into them, but this one's a baja cadaver blast announcers about to be in hell next season that was one and he's just copying and pasting this. so so this young man is a is is, is high school graduate he'll be, he'll be no, graduating no. he'll be graduating but he's looking to go to college in west virginia is yeah he's it? going to college i don't think he's graduating i think he's a junior oh he's a junior, junior. yeah he's yeah. a junior i'm but, sorry but he's already but he's, he's al- already looking he's that good a player yeah he's gonna that yeah he's already his, his he's family's already a very they're very athletic, athletic he, he's a big kid he's six yeah. two something anyway, like that linebacker. So he's looking at west virginia so he's looking at west virginia he made this innocent post but he's already gone viral so this is from college sports only um noah Kaniga has to be the craziest name ever for a white linebacker from indiana follow follow college sports for more and uh he's a six two yeah he's a six two junior uh, class of 2025, uh, All-State, Junior All-State. Basketball. Football. Football. Um, but, I mean, he's got all kind of accolades. But it, it goes down to, I mean, there was there was posts on it. Um, it's Noah Kaniga is the name of a high school football athlete that went viral in early January, January 2024 after he started publicly going on recruiting trips. A 2023 All-State top underclassman athlete. Noah Kaniga became a viral sensation shortly after a post about him visiting West Virginia went viral, leading to talks about his name and future in football. So he's his career, he's a junior at, at Lawrenceburg High School in, in Dearborn, Dearborn the County, side. the 15 side. Uh, just that he was heading there. But, I mean, it's went on. I mean, it's, it's made some very – I went and watched a few videos. It's made some – national podcasts national shows have taken it up the sad part is people are i I started just reading through the comments to see what what was going to be said and i knew what was going to be said but people are on there like he should seriously change his name no one should be allowed to have a name like that and people were i mean lots of them were saying he should change his name then they were picking on his family his family is you know his parents were never should have named him that, and I'm like, "Are you people this stupid?" And I get yes, 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 it is. And then, but somebody said somebody made the joke his first name. So if you 
You say his name quickly and... Hey, do you know a... Yeah, do you know a... Kanega. Kanega. So if you want it to be something bad, you can be that. So some guy made that comment. Oh, that's why his parents named that. Well, then goes back to his his sisters i guess are names end with an a or end so noah yeah. right lila whatever but kind of like my mom stuck with d's or six of us in the family but yeah. we're it, all j's it, in my family same way right so it went but everything there was very few very few were defending it or allowing it and one of the things that really got me and i gotta open my phone back up to get the information um all they were picking on was his name, but nobody was pointing out. Uh, he's a Lawrenceburg High School, 6'2", 208 pound, 208 pound offensive or OLB, outside linebacker, class of 2025. Now get this point, 4.194 GPA. So a smart wow. kid, yeah, wow, smart kid, great athlete, done nothing wrong, but because of his name people are criticizing him some of them are making fun that they're saying you know can't wait to see how many announcers get fired by saying his name wrong but my like i said my thought was when you give any word enough power this is where we're at well so again i i don't know that it's as much about the word as the people who have the mindset to take it here yeah, I mean, I but mean, say an announcer, got, but the first announcer that says it wrong, though, is going to lose his job. That's, but again, it goes back to the people that can't handle a name, know, just what it is, right? right? And um, they're the problem. Yes, they're the problem. The young man doesn't need to change his name. Doesn't he change anything he's doing? He's and smart. Anybody that has a criticism of it, they need to change something. Yeah, they need to change their mindset. But the kid is very smart. Cause today, when I went up to print this off, I, my first thought: NoahKaniga dot com coming soon. So they he, somebody in his family, I hope somebody in his family went out and bought noahkaniga.com because one one of the good comments i read on you didn't go by it already i was trying to i was going to (laughs) Uh, but uh somebody somebody already did but one of the comment was i can't wait to see t-shirt sales at west virginia (laughs) (laughs) but i i i mean it's just it's a shame. It's, it's a it's, shame that it's, this kid is. This is what he's known for now. Not well, that he's a four point one nine four GPA and a great right. athlete and a good kid. It's a, it's sad that this is what our nation has come to. Yes, this is what our nation has come to, and uh, it's sad and the effect it's going to. I mean, this yeah, the, the kid has done nothing wrong. No, he's done. A gr- but he's a star. Great, he's a star. Great job in school <clears throat> and all that, and hopefully there's no negative effect to him in his life if anything it's positive right but, hopefully but you know there's going to be people out there oh yeah right there's there's one one podcast or some tiktok or something was got a video out he's like i can see it right now in espn they're having a major conference with all the commentators this is how you pronounce his name <laughs> so to start with everybody's he's a freaking junior Right in high school. Right, he isn't even. Yeah, he isn't even there. Well, yet. that showed me when it first started happening. People were talking about NFL announcers yes. next year. It's like this goes to show how stupid, shallow. Yeah, shallow. Well, they don't yeah. read that. They haven't read anything. No. 
it says right in there that he's a junior and he's looking at the, the college. He's just like, looking. Here, here's here's the here's the problem as I see it. I wouldn't care whether his name was pronounced either way or nigga. Right. It's his name. It's how wherever he whatever his history is and his family's history right. is. That's their name. Respect that and move on. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Don't disagree. That wasn't bad, Dwayne. You know, I got to watch when you bring things here. You know, conspiracy things. So, I you aren't going to bleep out what I just said, right? No, no. I got the alternative. I got got more. This was good. There you go. That's what I like about our producer. That's right. So I am. I'm going. I am. I did some research on one of the statements you said several times because I wanted to make sure we weren't putting something out that wasn't true. So you've made a statement several times. And you're going to like where this goes. Who are you talking to? Oh, okay. Dwayne. The conspiracist. He oh, said several yeah. times that taking a statin only prolongs your life one or two days. Or maybe year. three. One year. One year. One year. Okay. What if I told you you're wrong? Is it what less than that? <laughs> it's less than that. In fact. Well, the one I read was one year. That they, was, did, uh, they studied 3,000 people. Uh, half of them were taking statin, the other half were taking a placebo. It ranged between less than a year and minus six months. Oh, wow. wow. The study I read was... That was the first people on the statin. Well, the one I read was a year. You had a life expectancy of up to a year yeah. longer. I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever to go no. through the side effects of a statin if there's no proven, there's no net gain yeah but once Other again than, so it, it, it's it was a drug back when these came out they were the, the all i mean people were bowing down to what lifesavers they were oh yeah right well and, allegedly well but that doesn't we have, nobody we knew have, we have new drugs coming out now they talk about same way we talked about it earlier in this episode <clears throat> some of these things that obviously people who have type 2 diabetes it it certainly helps them right but you got all these people that really shouldn't be taking that because they don't need it for type 2 diabetes that who knows at the end of the day what that's going to right. do to yeah because what what that drug does for diabetes it makes your pancreas create more insulin naturally so i've I, naturally so i gotta think these people that don't have an insulin problem it's overloading their body right. with insulin which if you eat sugar sugar I've, i so, think i think i've learned this in trying with my diet change whenever you eat any kind of sugar it triggers your body to create, create insulin. insulin that is correct. so if you're a normal person on normal insulin levels you take this drug to slow down your appetite but it also makes your body increase insulin you're still eating the same crap that you were eating which is full of sugars and carbs so now yes you're going to be producing however much more insulin that you need what what are the side What's, effects what of are the side effects yeah of so so you know, as you see these advertisements on TV for these drugs and they are ripping through the side effects, one of them that jumps out to me is pancreatitis. I'm not sure if that necessarily relates to these, but I would think that's one that they right. missed, right? Right. So here's what I can tell you. First-hand knowledge about pancreatitis. Yeah, I know you got You first. don't want it. It sucks. <laughs> you don't want it. What produces insulin? Your pancreas. So... 
when you have pancreatitis, they basically starve you to shut your pancreas down to get to allow the inflammation to settle out of it. And there's like a 15% freaking mortality, mortality rate, rate people who, for who have pancreatitis, which I didn't know until I had recovered, <laughs> which, which was fine. I can, I, I can speak that you look like so shit when you had it. You, were, you saw me, right? I was in I was in bad I was in bad shape and so you know here's the thing is so it'd be interesting to know what the cases of pancreatitis the people that are using this in the future yeah even currently yeah if they know it's a side effect what but, are the numbers of the people that are using this that are ending up in the hospital with pancreatitis right and again if it's driving your pancreas to do more work than your body is telling your pancreas to do right in your case you need that because right. you're a type 2 diabetic in these other people's cases they don't really need that because that's not the right. problem right so those numbers are probably all skewed out right they're showing all this positive effect of oh, weight yeah. loss and all that and not necessarily flashing these numbers right. of the number of people who are having the ill effects and maybe even fatalities right. that relate back to the use of this product. Well, a quick Google search, a high blood insulin a high blood insulin level causes a low blood sugar, hypoglycemia. Hypoglycemia may be mild leading to symptoms such as anxiety or hunger or it can be severe causing leading to seizures, coma and even death. That's low blood sugar. But that's a high blood insulin level. So if I'm producing, right. my body produces too much insulin, Correct. then I can right. do there. Well, right. and then you've always heard about diabetics, true diabetics, they go into insulin shock. That's because they their yeah. their blood sugar is basically way too low. Way too low. And it it that is that is actually acutely that is more dangerous to their health than high blood sugar. Yes. Acutely because it's right then and there. This is those cases where you're saying, man, get that guy a Coke. Yep. Get that guy a candy orange bar. Juice. Get well, that whatever. guy orange juice or whatever. And some people, I mean, there was a, I worked with a guy at U.S. Playing Card who was diabetic, and he told a story one time, and he had a co-worker. They had worked together at another place where he went into insulin shock. Yeah. He was diabetic, went into insulin shock, and this guy was built like, a freaking nose guard in the NFL. He's he was the nicest guy you'd ever want to meet, and he played college level football and all that. But he looked like a bull. And if you could imagine, he went off because he had he went into insulin shock, and they had him surrounded in a parking lot by police officers, and he was ready to he was ready to take them all on. And there's people out there that worked with him saying, "It's just a sugar. It's just a don't." They're like. Don't shoot him. He just—it's just—he's in insulin shock, and that's all it was. I mean, and once they got that, but acutely, that's where some of these events can go. You aren't; those events may be happening with this stuff. When you talk about the overdoses, what does that look like? It may right. look similar to those kind of cases. Well, right? I know, and and I may be mistaken, but in running a record and working with the fire department we've i've towed in cars where people have crashed because they had low blood sugar and they seem like a dui they look like, act like they're drunk right. yep and yeah. the emts will show up and 
there's a smell too because yeah, of ketosis yeah when they get yep. so low that they'll hand them like this syrup that's the nastiest stuff but they stick these packs of syrup in their mouth sugar. it's pure sugar and it'll pop people even if they're not sure that's what it is yeah that, they'll do that's that that's not that's the that's a it's it a won't hurt anything right it's uh, just sugar so if it's just wrong shoot them whoops. Sugar. but they usually can tell there's a there's an odor from the person yep uh, but we've done a few i've picked up a few accidents towed them in or been on scene with it to where that was the cause and so yeah you wonder what you know what what side effects are and is it going to be monitored is anybody paying attention to it or are they going to get blended into the world because right nobody wants to know you know because we're making a billion dollars and right. this is they'll be all right just give them you know whatever we'll, we'll make a pill to fix that next right yep we got dove into pharmaceuticals in this episode. And it can go deep. Yeah. There's no end to that. It just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, I seen a, or I was listening today to the news. Well, it was, a, it was an advertisement for a company that wants to teach companies how to hire people with autism. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. That's, that's a good thing. But then I started thinking, if there's a need for that, that means there's a high amount of people with that are autistic now maybe we should be trying to figure out why that's happening which nobody seems to want to do you know even though our country has some of the highest autistic rates of anywhere in the world but nobody seems to want to figure out why yeah there's something happened since we were kids yeah uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Don't doubt about put, it. put your finger on that i don't know but look at we've talked about it before look at drugs and chemicals that are allowed in our foods that aren't allowed in other countries right. exactly i mean there's a reason they're not allowed in other countries red dye if anybody out there anybody will tell you red dye number seven it I think. doesn't matter what color well, red that's dye. the worst one. when we were kids it was red dye number two you remember that was a big deal yeah they pulled that off the market it's red dyes it's green dyes blue dyes different chemicals there's a reason other countries aren't allowing those in their foods in their countries yeah you know, I'm not a big California fan, but they're they're banning a bunch of that crap. They have their foods. They have started doing a lot of the candies, the yeah. uh, Skittles. I think it's Skittles. Skittles is Mountain, one of them. Mountain Dew. Dew is yeah. another one. Uh, and the, the crazy thing is, Skittles can make Skittles because they're in other countries, but in here, I don't know if it's cheaper to throw yeah. those chemicals. Cereals in are it. another big thing. There's there's stuff yeah. in cereals in this country that's not allowed in other countries. You can buy the cereal. Well, it's right. just it's just like. You know the soda pops that we have here in this country now, the sugary. But that's yeah. it's it's with high fructose corn syrup. It's right. not using cane sugar like when we were kids. Right. When you got a Coke, right. it it was made with cane, cane sugar, cane sugar. Not high fructose yeah. corn syrup. And there's a big difference on how your body reacts to one versus the and other. And a big difference. In, I mean, remember the when taste. you were a kid and you actually got to taste a Coke or a Pepsi out of the bottle? It's totally different. Well, here's the other thing. This is what's changed as well. It was a big deal. It was a treat to have, and we never got a whole bottle. We got, right. we had three kids in our family. We split a bottle. Split a bottle. <laughs> it was a big deal. Now kids drink that shit at school. And, eh. Well, if you oh, remember oh. when we were kids, the Cokes came in those little eight ounce glass yep. bottles, yep. right? Well, you ever, where do you yep. find an eight ounce Coke anymore? Yeah. Well, you guys at, at Brookville was the our pop machines were only on at lunch, or wasn't it after school? Uh, I can't yeah. remember if it was one or the other. They were yeah. they were only on well, in high school in, in high the school. Hounds Lounge. The pop machine was on all the time. Right. So if 
fewer between classes, I guess you yeah, could swing you in there and one, suck one. So I think ours was only on for a certain. You could only get a pop during lunch. I think is the only time you could get them because they were in yeah, the lunch. Yeah, but what you didn't know is like back in the wrestling locker room and football locker rooms, there was pop machines back yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. The only, I think the only place at our at Brookfield High School was the house lounge. Right. Was the only place that had vending machine with a pop with actual right. yep. soda pop in. So it's like at lunch at the, in the lunch area. There wasn't anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I started. I found a new pod podcast to listen to, and uh, I got with my animals and stuff. And I've been just interested. And I listened to one guy that does uh, he does grass finished beef, and he's an older guy. He's been doing it. It's been a family thing. It's not just him. And the one thing he said one day was, when you look across your field and you see the spider webs, you know your field is coming back. There you go. So one day going out my driveway, my one field, I looked across it and I could see in the dew all the spider webs. And I was like, oh, cool. So that got me thinking, I wonder about looking into this. So I found a podcast. It's called uh, Regenerative Agriculture. Um, it is uh, professional growers and agronomists. And they get a little bit technical sometimes, but some of it is just interesting to listen to. But there was one I was listening to today, which I hit the start button, sorry. Um, listened to yesterday anyway. And he was talking about, you know, your vegetables that you eat. And you think you go to the grocery store and you're buying fresh vegetables. You think that's probably the best, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, you would think that. You would think yeah. that. According to the USDA, uh, fresh vegetables lose 10% of their nutrition for every day they're, since they're picked. Guess what the average age of fresh vegetables are in the grocery store when you go to purchase them? What do you think it is? How old do you think they are? I would guess three days. No. I, I'm thinking 10 to 15. Stuff's picked green. Yeah, I'm going to say probably every bit of two weeks, if not yeah. pushing three. 14 days is the yeah. average age of of uh, the produce you're picking. So now if it loses 10% a day and it's 14 days old before you buy it, what left? what is left of the nutrition in it? Well, I think it's worse than that because it's not fully ripe when it's picked, so it doesn't have all the nutrients in it to that, start with. That, that too. But even if but yeah, even if yeah. it is at a hundred percent when it hits the grocery store shelf, that's why when you buy a tomato in a grocery store, it never tastes as good as one we pick that we grow ourselves. It's it's not been pre the ones we pick, we pick them when they're right. Pick them when you're right, ready to eat. And that's what the and I get I get we're feeding hundreds of millions of people, and I get all that, and I understand it. But there there's a couple of these guys that are changing the mindset that. It can be done commercially. It can be done at scale to feed the masses. It's just a different thought process. And I mean, it was everything for how they control right. weeds, how they control weeds right. in their in their uh, um, their gardens compared to now what they did 20, 30 years ago. You know, just how they're no more chemicals and they're growing fruits that change the nutritional content. They're actually on the farm, put their own lab in to test the nutritional content of their vegetables and fruits before they ship them out. He said they can change. They started studying. Um, they have uh, hoop houses where they grow their greens and stuff inside. So they started messing with light and the different types of light and different LEDs. They can change the taste of basil by changing the light that it gets. So they can change it from you know one flavor to another just by changing how much light it gets, which is like, wow, that's, that's just crazy. That's crazy, but it's really really pretty interesting the the things that are out there and some of the things i've been saying to my customers for a while we have grass finished beef that the there is better nutrition in it there is more nutrition in it 15 years ago when i started some of the land grant colleges here in the state were we won't mention their names 
we're uh, you know, yelling at all oh, you guys are all crazy this isn't true well it is true there's data now and it, it was there then but it was not as known but now it's more known and it is better so it, it's just well, and it's becoming more marketable to, I mean, I think that word's getting out a little bit because I think I've even seen like, is it, I think Purdue chicken has just recently been doing a lot of advertising on their no antibiotic uh, yeah, they did. for yeah. their chicken and stuff like that. So I think you're seeing more and more of got to watch the words though. Yeah. Yeah. So that's <laughs> funny. You, so there was, there's a show on Netflix for the first time for a year, I, I laid down on the couch after we got home from OMN's breakfast and I'm scrolling so there's a a food show on Netflix and the guy that's on there um, he worked on a chicken farm it's labeled as a free range chickens so to be labeled as free range chickens they only need a 3 foot by 4 foot area outside of their coop that qualifies. That qualifies. Pasture, pasture raised, I think, is the what you got to look for if you're looking for anything that is more normal or more what a chicken would be used to. Free range, yes, it's a. They've designed a term. Here's the term. As long as you meet this, you're good. One yeah. of the other one of the other podcasts was a company that they've developed uh, these chicken tractors, which are portable chicken shelters. Well, they've developed them. He said, the guy's like, you know, what chicken's going to walk, you know, 100, you know, 300 feet long? He goes, so we thought, let's move our chicken tractor sideways. So they've got chicken tractors, which are, I think, 30, right. 30 by 100 or so. And they're all solar powered. They're automatic feeders, automatic water. So there's still food and water in there, but they move but, sideways every right. day. They just move. They just roll and roll sideways. Still, still containing the chickens within the chickens containment. Number every, one, they're protected from right they're predators. Pr- protected from predators, but every day they're moved to a fresh area. Right. So it's spreading the manure out, gives the chicken chickens a free place to eat grass, bugs, bugs yeah. normal stuff that chickens eat. And this is what they're they're but putting out. But there's more groups like um, I have some people I know. Actually, I got them started in beekeeping a few years ago that lived down near Dillsboro down you know that, it's that Dearborn County or that Ripley County that's uh, Dearborn that's Dearborn County right that's right 15 middle, right? 15 yeah that's what no, I'm saying 15. so they've uh, and they've kind of rolled completely into this like homestead homestead farming kind yeah. of thing and so I mean um, I mean they've they've joined a group called uh, homesteading family you know that they follow and um, they've got their, name, their last name doesn't start with a K, does it? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, just checking. Because there, there's somebody else over there I know. Um. It's not <laughs> it's not Kanega either. No, no, but anyway, it's just it's one of those things that that's a growing thing, I think, nationally. It is. Where people are becoming more aware of a lot of what we're talking about here. Yes. Where our foods... Uh, number one, if you've got a little bit of property, you can you know you can do a lot with your gardening and raising it, whether it's a head or two of beef or you know a, a couple uh, pigs or some chickens and doing your yeah. own eggs, and you have complete control of all that stuff. Unfortunately, you've got a lot of people that live in areas that they can't do that. Right you know inner city and stuff like that and they have you know so you get in there and you get into these situations where they you know they're they're uh stuck they're stuck they call them food deserts yeah right because they don't 
you get down to the, some of the inner cities, even just in Cincinnati, right. which isn't compared to other big, big cities, inner city isn't isn't quite as crazy. But these people are down in a few blocks, and they can't go get fresh produce or anything right. um, within a reasonable distance of their house, and they're kind of stuck. And so there's more movement towards that. You'll see some of that in inner cities where they're trying to create these um, greenhouses, basically, in the inner cities. Shared gardens. Shared gardens, stuff like that. Yeah. But um, it's something I think it's like getting back to nature um, and pushing away on the pesticides and all the stuff. Now, granted, you know, our, our nation is responsible for not just feeding this nation but for a good portion of the world you know and it takes a lot to do that so i'm not going to poo-poo farms that are no using what they have to to make a living and to yes to so the, the world could we cannot to. feed the world without i'm Abs- just going to say it without gmo modified foods you couldn't do it exactly you couldn't do it well and or we just haven't scientifically figured out how we can do it right um, just yet i I think it's getting closer with a with an awareness that there are problems within that we're getting we're we're getting more direction towards that and and again so again Dwayne and i doing the beekeeping stuff there's a lot of things that europe does not allow in beekeeping that are still allowed in this country right and we say that all the time and i you know people talk about when when the bees are gone we're all going to starve to death well the bees the bees are never going to be gone we might all starve to death but the bees they're gonna laugh yeah because (laughs) they'll just be in fewer numbers but we cannot produce the amount of produce that we do in this nation without the numbers of bee colonies that are commercially moved around the country but at the end of the day, the bees aren't going to go extinct. No. They're just going to live out in the forest someplace, and they aren't really going to care whether we starve to death or not. Right. They're going to still do their thing. Right. And it just isn't going to be enough to produce the food to feed the world as it does now. So, but, but Yeah, you were talking about the, the, the same gentleman with the vegetables. They were talking about doctors are now finally – there certain doctors now are starting to come on board with cancer treatments and – treating people with food with better nutrition food getting rid of the sugars um there and i read this or it was on a podcast that there's actually some cancer centers now that are telling you when you start taking chemotherapy to eliminate sugars from your diet well you know my mom that's i don't know how many years ago it's been she had stage four liver cancer gave her a year to live she lived eight nine years and it wasn't the cancer that got her, and the cancer went away within a year. But she changed her diet dramatically. Went from, you know, meat, potatoes, and vegetable every night to pretty much a vegetarian at first, but then added things back in after the cancer was gone. But that was what she did: was eliminated all sugars from her diet, and I believe it ate the cancer. I mean, because it went away. There was no other. There was no other explanation for it. There was no. She did chemo, but the doctor said the chemo was just to help prolong her life, not cure it. There's nothing they were going to do. So, what did it? Yep. Uh, something, something did it. Yep. You guys got anything else for this episode? Since we're, uh, we're, we're all doctors so. now, we just <laughs> went down that <laughs> yeah. hole and just we did. I could keep well, going. I'm not a doctor, but yeah, but we slept at a Holiday Inn Express. Well, there not you really. Go. 
If anybody, I just want to tell you, if anybody wants an interesting podcast, it is uh, cross the line fifteen twenty four. Well, that one once you get there, we'll put a link to it. But uh, it's regenerative agriculture on Podbean. It's very interesting if you're into any of that. There's something there for everybody. Cool, cool, very good. So for Cross the Line fifteen twenty four, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Mike Gardner, Table Twelve. They're still awake. They're still awake. They are. They were looking at Dwayne's hair. What it is. That's right. Mary has a view of it all night long. No, I've got I got my two pay upstairs waiting. <laughs> That's on your pillow. All on the pillow. <laughs> she reaches over and rubs it every now and then. We'll see y'all. We better let it go at that. We'll see y'all next time. Hey friends, it's your old buddy Rick Garrett. Each week I have the pleasure of hosting the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast where we look at the people, places, and events that make Franklin County such an amazing place to work, visit, or live. Join us each week on the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast available on your favorite podcast provider. You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crosstheline1524.com we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and cross the line 15 slash 24 on Facebook.